we have true peace through extending Christ's reign through our lives. We often hear this advice, follow your heart. Now, this is actually false wisdom. It may sound appealing, but in all honesty, it's some pretty rough advice. Because the heart is deceitful above all things. And that can be a hard pill to swallow. But when you stop and think about it, following our heart offers less peace than embracing Christ's reign. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to An Average Account of Exceptional Things. My name is Chandler, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today. Well, welcome back for part two of our Fruits of the Spirit series. Now, as we mentioned last week, we can see in Scripture that a tree is judged by its fruits. So we are going to be discussing the fruits that we as Christians should be bearing. Now, I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it today, as always. And I want to go ahead and start out by reading once again Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26, where we see the fruits of the Spirit in Scripture. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now last week we talked about the first two fruits, love and joy. This week, we're going to be moving right along into the next two fruits. Now, if you're quick on the draw and you've got a sharp ear, you already know what these are going to be. It's peace and patience. So let's go ahead and get started with that first one, peace. Now, to define the word peace, we're going to have two different definitions. We're going to have a modern definition, and then we're going to have a more biblical definition. In terms of modern use of the word peace or the term peace, often we take this nowadays to mean the absence of tension or conflict. Now, in a more biblical sense, we mean the condition of well-being and wholeness. In the context of our lives, seeing this applied, uh, this results in harmony both with God and with others. Now, if you remember back to last week's episode, one of the defining characteristics that we discussed was that biblical joy exists outside of circumstances. Well, biblical peace functions much in the same way in this regard. We often contrast times of war and times of peace, but through God's work in our lives, we can actually be at peace even during times of war both spiritual warfare as well as physical warfare. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, that's great. That peace sounds really wonderful, really powerful, but how do I get it? Where can we find peace? Well, one example of where we can find peace is the peace that is in the promise that God is faithful to deliver us from trials. 
and we can read about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Now it can be hard to lean on these verses sometimes, though, and I'll be the first to admit that, because we're quick to forget the instances when God has delivered us in the past. I've used the analogy of the bridge before, where you see a bridge and it takes faith to take that first step. But as you cross the bridge over and over again, in your mind, uh, there is no stopping and wondering, will this bridge hold me? You have faith that the bridge will hold you. And you have that faith because the bridge has always held you. You walked across the bridge yesterday and the day before that and last week. And every time the bridge held you, why would this be any different? And once again, I will reiterate, we can apply this to our spiritual walks. And there's a lot of value in looking back on the things that God has delivered us from and the hard times that God has delivered us through to reinforce our faith during times of conflict in our present walk. But often that's a lot easier said than done. Maybe you find yourself wondering if he will really deliver you again. If you're anything like me, every now and then you catch yourself thinking, what if this time is different somehow? Well, this is where the first part of verse 13 really rings true to me. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Though the details may vary from case to case, at the heart of every battle, every temptation that we face, there is a commonality. What I mean by that is there's nothing that we face that is unique, that is something that hasn't been faced before. And this is why it's so important to surround ourselves with strong role models and fellow believers. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and you can feel free to answer out loud. As always, I won't be able to hear you. I think that if I could, both you and I would be more than a little concerned about that. But here it is. Do you ever find yourself doubting gravity? Well, probably not, but if I've made you feel unsure in any way, just take a pen or your car keys or whatever you have laying around and toss it up into the air. It falls to the ground. Well, better yet, get some friends together, and you can all throw things up and see if they fall down. Just don't throw them at each other. Now, that may sound silly, but it's a quick and easy way to reaffirm your potentially faltering faith in gravity. We can actually do this very same thing, though, in a spiritual regard. And here's where I'm going with this. We can turn to others for support and comfort during those times when our own faith or our own trust in God begins to weaken. Because regardless of the temptation that you face, regardless of the spiritual battle you may be in, someone else has experienced that same temptation. And so, even though it can be difficult to remind ourselves of 
all of the times that God has been faithful to deliver us during those times when everything seems to be going wrong by surrounding ourselves with strong Christians, by surrounding ourselves and having that fellowship with other believers, they will also help bolster our faith. And this calls back as well to our episode on the Shield of Faith during our last multi-part series on the armor of God. If you haven't listened to that one, I would highly encourage it. Personally, I think there's some great content there. Now, another observation that we can make about biblical peace is that peace in our lives also comes through God's rule. If that sounds a little bit odd, just bear with me. For this, I'm going to read John chapter 16, verse 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now we think that we can be at peace by embracing freedom. And in one sense, this is true. Through Christ, we have freedom. We have freedom from the chains of the world, and we are no longer slaves to our sin. That's true. It rings true today, just as it did for decades and centuries before. But that's only one half of the coin. We have true peace through extending Christ's reign through our lives. We often hear this advice, follow your heart. Now, this is actually false wisdom. It may sound appealing, but in all honesty, it's some pretty rough advice. Because the heart is deceitful above all things. And that can be a hard pill to swallow. But when you stop and think about it, following our heart offers less peace than embracing Christ's reign. It's like anarchy in our spiritual lives. Imagine that we had physical anarchy, to put this into a very tangible context. Several movies have been made to this effect, and the setting is generally more or less the same between them. There's no law. Everyone is just running around, doing whatever they want. There's no accountability, and there's no standard. Does that sound peaceful? Now, for myself, that sounds really stressful. I think that I would just be holed up in my bedroom trying to survive. Well, security and peace go hand in hand in this way. And if we all just follow our hearts, we're creating that same environment in our spiritual lives. Because in the world, we will have tribulation. I mean, think about it. If you examine our hearts outside of a religious context, our emotions and our desires are constantly changing, day in and day out. And this is why we need the reign of God to bring order in our lives. Although we often romanticize anarchy or vigilantism, the driving force behind this is always some underlying feeling of oppression or injustice from the ruling entity. Well, we don't have to worry about that with God's law. Because righteousness and justice are inherent in the character of God. 
Now, that may be a point of contention for some people, but we won't be getting into that today since it does diverge significantly from the topic of peace. So, for the sake of this discussion, we're going to move forward with that understanding of God's character. The point remains, though. True peace comes through the reign of Christ in our lives. And even though I've drawn the comparison between anarchy in our spiritual walks and anarchy in a physical setting, there's another important distinction to be made here, and that's that God's law, God's perfect law, governs our lives in a way that man's fallible law never could. I mean, think about it. We're constantly passing new legislation, implementing new rules in countries all across the world. Public opinion and social standards are changing all the time. It's just as tempestuous and just as impermanent as the desires of our heart, especially when you look at it in an eternal context. Sure, things take a little bit longer to go through the legislative process than the split second that our heart's desire can shift. But put into the scale of eternity, this is really no time at all. So once again, we can find true peace by submitting to the constant, infallible commandments that God has laid out for us in Scripture. So next, I want to take a moment and move on to our second fruit of the Spirit for today, and that's going to be patience. Now, there's kind of an unspoken but occasionally spoken rule in my small group Bible study. We always have a time for prayer requests at the end, and this can be anything. This can be praise for blessings that God has given you, and this could be prayer for any aspect of life. And we just take a moment, we pray for each other. It's a wonderful time, and it is my favorite way to end a Bible study, bar none. But this spoken-slash-unspoken rule is that you should be careful requesting prayer for patience. Because the running joke here is that if you ask for patience and you request prayer for patience, you better be careful. Because God might just put you in a situation where you've got to have a lot of patience. And that can be frustrating. Now, I don't think that this has honestly stopped anyone from asking uh, prayer for patience during those times when they feel it's needed. But it is a little bit of lighthearted humor that we throw around now and then. But patience is very fitting to go alongside peace. Because... When you're at peace, you're content. And when you're content, patience becomes a lot easier. Now, patience is also very countercultural in our current social climate, at least in my opinion. I've said this plenty of times before, but I will say it again. We live in a world of instant gratification. We don't want to wait for what we want. We want to find what we want, and we want it immediately right there at our fingertips. Take, for example, Amazon Prime. This is a service that many people may be familiar with. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you may know someone who's had it in the past, or you've at least heard of the service. Their big selling point 
was free two-day shipping. But recently, Amazon Prime shipping for some customers has begun to take more than two days. And it's like the sky is falling. Because we live in a world where we want it fast. We're so impatient. And it's the culture. It's the culture of, you can have it now. Well, once again, our often impatient tendencies result from a lack of perspective. Our timing is not always God's timing. And as Christians, we have to understand this. God is not Amazon Prime two-day shipping. God's not a vending machine. It's not a transactional thing. I ask for prayer for a new sports car, and God blesses me with a new sports car. It's not even, I ask for prayer for deliverance from this trial that I'm facing, and the next day, God delivers me. Because his ways are higher than our ways, and his timing is different than our timing. The truth is, we're not conditioned to be patient. But patience is so important in our spiritual walks. And here are some examples of that. For starters, patience serves as an encouragement during our times of trial. For this, I want to read Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Just because we don't see the fruits of the seeds that we're sowing immediately, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be a harvest. And it may take time. Or we may not be the ones to do the reaping. We may be planting seeds that God will bring to fruition down the line, unbeknownst to us on this side of life. Now, conversely to that, during hard times, we can be comforted by the knowledge that it's not a question of if the Lord will deliver us, just a question of when and how. Because often, it's not in the timing that we envision or the timing that we desire and it may not be in the ways that we think it will be. And so in these ways, even though it can be very difficult to be patient during times when things are going wrong or you feel like you're just spinning your wheels stuck in the same place, we can be comforted knowing that as long as we're working, seeking God's will and furthering his kingdom to the best of our ability, God is using that to do a work even when we don't see it. And we can also be comforted knowing that God hears our prayers. And just because the prayer isn't being answered in our time doesn't mean it won't be answered exactly in his perfect timing. Now there's also incredible power in patience. And I think that this has been highlighted already by what we just discussed, but I want to read another verse that really puts it nicely. The incredible power that we can have by cultivating patience in our lives. This is going to be Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. It's difficult to cultivate patience in our lives, but if we aren't careful, our lack of patience can really rule our decisions. 
Now, one last point that I want to raise here is that, though it may seem counterintuitive, I do think that we should be both patient in the Lord's timing, but we should also live in anticipation. And what I mean by that is we should live in anticipation of his return. And we should be looking forward and remembering that our time is short. So we should be careful not to confuse patience with complacency in our lives. Now, as we start to come to a close, I want to offer you a few closing thoughts as always. And first, I'd like to read just one more verse of encouragement. This is going to be Psalm chapter 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Let's hand over the reins and cultivate more of Christ's reign in our lives so that we can rest in his perfect timing and the peace that he provides. To me, that's the big takeaway from this episode. You know, we often get caught up in the physical struggles of day-to-day life. But in truth, the burdens that often weigh the heaviest on us are almost always going to be the spiritual ones. With all that said, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of An Average Account of Exceptional Things. And until next time, encourage one another, love your enemies, and count your blessings. Mm -hmm.